Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Call for Freedom podcast on this Friday edition. And it's been a tough one to get these episodes out. I didn't really think it would be that hard to get three episodes out per week, but um, it is what it is. Uh, We skipped uh, the show I would have done on Wednesday, but it doesn't really matter. We're here, Friday edition, and we're going into Job chapter 10. And chapter 10 is an incredibly powerful and moving passage. Um, It's full of Job's despair at the suffering he has had to endure, but also his faith in the Lord and his desire for justice. He speaks of God's sovereignty and his own worthiness and his sorrow that he must endure such hardships. He also speaks with hope, thanking God for his mercy and for the strength he has been given to endure in spite of his trials. This chapter speaks powerfully to the faith of Job and serves as a reminder to us of God's power and love. So without further ado, let's get right into Job chapter 10. Job continues. In our last chapter, we talked about how Job believed that there was no arbiter, there was no mediator between us and God. But in this chapter, he continues with a plea. Verse 1. I loathe my life. I will give free utterance to my complaint. I will speak in the bitterness of my soul. I will say to God, do not condemn me. Let me know why you contend against me. Does it seem good to you to oppress, to despise the work of your hands and favor the designs of the wicked? Have you eyes of flesh? Do you see as a man sees? Are your days as the days of man, or your years as a man's years, that you seek out my iniquity and search for my sin, although you know that I am not guilty, and there is none to deliver out of your hand. Your hands fashioned and made me, and now you have destroyed me altogether. Remember that you have made me like clay, and you will return me to dust. Did you not pour me out like milk and curdle me like cheese? You clothed me with skin and flesh and knit me together with my bones and sinews. You have granted me life and steadfast love, and your care has preserved my spirit. Yet these things you hid in your heart. I know 
This was your purpose. If I sin, you watch me and do not acquit me of my iniquity. If I am guilty, woe to me. If I am in the right, I cannot lift up my head, for I am filled with disgrace and look on my affliction. Were my head lifted up, you would hunt me like a lion and again work wonders against me. You renew your witnesses against me and increase your vexation toward me. You bring fresh troops against me. Why did you bring me out of, from the womb? Why that I died, or would that I had died, before any eye had seen me, and were as though I had not been, carried from the womb to the grave? Are not my days few? Then cease and leave me alone, that I may find a little cheer before I go, and I shall not return to the land of darkness and deep shadow and the land of gloom like thick darkness, like deep shadow without any order, where light is as thick darkness. Man. Job, 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 Job. Job speaks strong words here. And I, I can't help but go back to verse 20 and 22 when he says, Are not my days few? Cease and leave me alone, that I may take little comfort before I go to the place which I shall not return, to the land of darkness and the shadow of death, a land as dark as darkness itself, as the shadow of death without any order, where even the light is like darkness. Packinghouse's commentary says Job was struggling and saying something like, let my last few days be in peace so that I can die quietly. Although Job speaks of the shadow of death being darkness, the book of Job does not teach soul sleep. We read in Job chapter 19, 25 and 26, which we'll get to uh, in a few short episodes. But in chapter 19, he says, For I know that my Redeemer lives. And after my skin is destroyed, this I know, that in my flesh I shall see God. Because his afflictions, he wished he had never been born and would gladly have taken complete oblivion to what he was currently living through. But death wouldn't do him one bit of good, nor will it help us either when we are struggling and in pain. Have patience, friend. All will be settled perfectly in the end. Before I continue, that speaks. this commentary speaks loudly to me because I remember my mother said a lot before she passed away, everything will work itself out. Just be patient. Especially when I was a teenager, I used to hate those words because my mom had such faith 
and hearing those words, everything will work itself out. She was telling me, have faith. God will work things out. You just have to have patience. Something that I'm not very good at is being patient. But what in the world was wrong with these friends of Job? Have you noticed that they never even prayed with him? Not one of them ever stopped and asked God for help for themselves to understand Job's problem or for Job himself. It is true that the book of Job is filled with prayers, but they are all the prayers of Job, never his friends or his so-called friends. Godly friends pray for you and ask God to give them wisdom to help you. It is not a difficult concept to grasp. So why do so few so-called counselors actually pray for those who come to them for help? If you are seeking counsel from someone or someone has come to you for counsel, the very first thing to do is to seek the Lord through simple, heartfelt prayer. Father, give us wisdom and discernment as we seek to help others today. In Jesus' name, amen.